From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome back into the Big and Wild Outdoors. You guys caught us out of breath. We had to go run and get ourselves some tasty beverages and some go-go juice. And uh, we are back here in studio, ready to go. I'm Bart. That's Dean. That's Braden. And our special guest. Javon is in the building. Javon McDale! Owner, proprietor, and chief bottle washer at uh, at his charity (laughs) over at Cloud9 Outdoors, man. The man who does it all. Seriously. Welcome in, buddy. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. I I wanted to introduce you to uh, my brother, Bart, who, uh, believe it or not, is the spawn of a McNeil. Yeah, nice. He's also a McNeil. That's pretty cool, bro. Uh, so oh, you guys are brothers from different mothers or grandparents or something with the same last <laughs> yeah. name. So it's all good. Yeah, Grandpa McNeil, man. Probably one of the greatest human beings ever walking the earth. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pawpaw. Oh, Rusty. Oh, Rusty, Rusty McNeil. So anyway, Javon is in here. Of course, uh, he's a new dad, too. So he's going through the same exact experiences that Dean Frazier had to go through. Uh, what well, your 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 son is uh, what he three just, months? Well, he just turned eight months, and mine just turned three yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's a few months older than uh, mm-hmm. than Jovan's, but uh, Jovan is learning the 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 lovely all night, once an hour, wake up uh, dad <laughs> oh, thing yeah. going on. So, uh, is it for food or is it just for hey, come and hold me? Somebody's not here. I need See, somebody I get, around. I get lucky. My wife does a night shift from twelve to seven. I get it from seven on up. So I had to leave this morning. She's like, "Oh, he's been up every hour. Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "Babe, I'd be back by like ten thirty." She's like, oh. "So yeah, that's three and a half hours without you here. It's gonna drive me nuts." Well, yeah, I fed him. I fed him this morning at two ounces and put him down and. He should be good for. Oh good man, I missed the two ounce days. You are such a dad, man. You are. Yeah, I swear that is so funny to hear you guys speak that way because I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, you know that whole. Uh, you know, just two ounces in the morning and maybe four in the afternoon, and then just a little more for. I'm like, dude, just give him a bottle. And whenever he doesn't drink, stick it in the refrigerator, and the rest of you take out later. To give no, my son's, a, my son's a bottomless pit. I mean, he he goes through eight ounces every. Have you looked in a mirror? I know, seriously, he's going to be bigger than me. He definitely is. I mean, you better shoot. hope not. I don't think we have enough cattle left I'm in the Nebraska. Sh- I'm the to shortest feed your kid. adult in my male in my family. My brother's 19 and he's 6'7. Dean's son's hand is bigger than my hand right now. He's seven months. <laughs> like his son is like okay. So is there anybody like brothers? Like we do once a week play dates with our boys and everything. We have dinner together as a family. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. I miss out on that. Uh, he talks about it all the time when I'm hanging out with him over at Barracuda and stuff. And uh, we uh, we miss you because you're out doing real job stuff. So uh, you know, <laughs> real job stuff. Real job stuff. He's out doing his real job stuff. And I will say, uh, the reason why we wanted Jovan to come in here is because for what? How long has your charity been now? A year, two years, years, three years? Four, oh my gosh! And uh, you know, here's a kid. And I call you a kid because you were a kid when you started this thing. You came up with an idea that I think you are a shining example of what we always tell our listeners to try to be. And you're one of those people who stepped up and took on the challenge. Dennis Polowski is another one, the man who just called a little bit earlier with Trinity Sportsman's Outdoor, taking kids, doing things 
that they've never experienced before in their lives. And you, uh, you know, you've taken kids out there and for the first time in their lives uh, have probably ever caught a fish before. I mean, something as simple as that. Uh, we've talked about it for years. Always take a kid who's never experienced it. Take somebody out there who's never gone shooting before at a range. And every time I see you on social media, you're either out fishing, chasing hogs, shooting bows, shooting guns, catching hogs with cast nets. I mean, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, dude, Jovan, I think is one of the very first. I don't know of anybody else who's ever gone out and cast netted a hog before. Yeah, we got like two of them. (laughs) When's the next time you're doing this? We can set it up. I'm telling you, he took one of the Barracuda. What do they call those ones? They got the weird name. It's the the Power Pro one they have. um, I forgot what exactly it's called, but it's just a a braid net. There's some strange. What? Dyneema. Dyneema. Yeah, it's the Dyneema net. And it's, uh, dude, never get it hooked on anything you don't want to pull up out of the ground or off the bottom of the ocean because the braille lines don't break, the netting it doesn't break, and it will become an anchor that twin 225s will not pull up off the bottom. Yeah, they say uh, they say only throw it in open water because if it hits the bottom and there's pinfish or catfish on the bottom, it, you're not it's a pain to get them out but oh, yeah. it sinks so quick it's good for like shad and you know uh you know you're chasing thread fins in open water it sinks so quick but you know you, you just pull as soon as but you throw it, also, it you pull it up but also it is uh good for catching hogs too because that apparently so it's, uh, <laughs> jovan has made that to happen and uh, it also because they're so super light i mean yeah. you can take a 12 foot net and i think it literally weighs Maybe uh, a pound or so more than just the lead itself. That's the heaviest thing on there. How far were you? I mean, I, I saw the video. You ran after this. What was the big sow? Yeah, it was. It was a challenge a little bit because you're throwing it and then like you know how hogs do. They can go a different way. Like, oh like yeah, Harry Sanders. They can go left, right, and juke you out. <laughs> <laughs> so then, juke you right out of your cast net. So you think you're a man in the, in, the, in this area, and it's like hogs coming towards you. So you're like, okay, I want to cast, but they're coming towards me. Where, my legs. where do I throw? And then the first throw you get, and you get twigs in it, and you have to take the twigs out and look around, make sure the hogs are coming around you. And it was like an adventure, but it was fun. That was so awesome, that video, because that hog did not know what in the world was going on. It was dazed. It was like, okay, this is different. Yeah, it was like, it was like okay, I'm wrapped up in a cocoon, and I don't know what to do. Should I kick? Should I squeal? Should I thrash? I don't know what to do. It was like a giant gloved hand just picked it up off the ground. It was awesome. Yeah, it's like putting a shark in that hypnosis state and turning it upside down. Yeah. Yeah. The hog was in a net like, okay, I'm going to just lay here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. I don't know why you came up with that idea. Why did you just, you know... To say, you know what, I'm gonna go. You always think it was something different to do, and you know, um, Barracuda is a great company. So yeah. let's test that out. Let's see how strong it is, and see if we can handle a hundred pound hog or something. That's that's and amazing. The hog is like one fifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and didn't tear it up either. No, I mean, I mean, we hit twigs, and you know, you take. We did about three or four casts, and it held up. That's funny. That oh, is man. so awesome, man. Well, yeah, Barracuda, Burton, and the gang, Tara and Zeke, they all do a great job over there for sure. Uh, now, your charity that you started, you basically, out of your own pocket, started taking kids out. Uh, how many kids did you have when you first started? Seriously. When I first started, I had about five. Five kids? Yeah. And you took them out to go? We did fishing a lot. We do See, the thing is, so we use outdoors and mentor kids in schools. Like, yeah, we love the outdoors, but now we get more into transitioning from school to grades and college and everything to make sure we get something out of this program for this youth and for the community. Um, so we started fishing. So you're giving them incentives. Say, hey, look, you want to go on a nice fishing trip? Uh, you know, let's see some A's. 
Yeah, well, we do. Some of our kids can do C's. <laughs> Bart, we're realistic here. You know, A's are good, but we um, I give them a goal like you know only four C's a year. Now, if they get three that's, C's, that's tolerable. Yeah. yeah, if they get more, I'm not complaining about it. But you need a goal, and I don't want D's and F's. And if you have a D and F, we bring it up. And of course, their parents are backing you up all the way on oh, those too. Parents love it because you know attitudes change, behavior changes, grades change. This is a whole family program for me. You know, that's yeah. a great way to look at it. As you go, not just introducing them to the outdoors, but it also gives them incentive and drive to yeah. do better in school yeah. as, as a reward to be able to go in and participate. I know my daughter, same thing. When they have those little AR parties, you know, the reading party things. She, if she gets behind, she panics. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I gotta read two more books, otherwise I'm not gonna make it to the AR party. And they're gonna go to Celebration Station. It's gonna be the greatest thing ever." So she'll sit there, yeah. TV, SpongeBob going on. My son's playing PUBG with somebody. I, I and, uh, I'm just teaching the kid, man. And playing PUBG with Bart. And they're both in the corner with earbuds in, going, "On my six, on my six, right there. He's about 300 yards away. Take a shot, take a shot. Where Nothing are you? Why aren't PUBG. you walking my back?" And uh, you should preface that with that. That's me saying that. Yes, it is. <laughs> where, where are you? And then, uh, and then my daughter's sitting there on the couch with all of it. Boom, booking her you nose know, in her book, man, trying to catch up for the AR. So that incentive stuff does work. But so, being introducing them to the great outdoors in the state of Florida, where you have stuff to do twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, all year round, yeah. it's a perfect opportunity. Summer, winter, summer, I mean, it's all good. And I guess I'd rather take a kid with a pole in his hand than drug in his hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm oh, like, I absolutely agree. I hate when people get so mad about children fishing on lakes and ponds. Like, yeah, Dean. Fish. Yeah, You've screwed it up that. for all of us. Out there. <laughs> yeah. We kind of all have a little bit. Confronting the police right there in your faces and doing all that stuff. Getting mad. When we come back, we'll talk about how we're, it started with five kids and where you're at today. Because the last video I saw, I was so mad that I wasn't there. Because you guys were having a blast, dude. We're going to talk about it when we come back. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We got the crew now. Best conversations happen off the air, I swear. Yeah, they do. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. If you'd like to call in and uh, give in and give us some information or just say hi, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. In the studio today, we got uh, to my right, Dean Frazier, uh, Barton Blair is right there in the middle, and on the end, Jovan uh, McNeil finally made it in. He's the owner-operator proprietor of Cloud9 Outdoors, a man who's doing really good. One of those guys that we... I uh, probably don't give enough credit to. I mean, I think he's a guy. Uh, we should nominate him for that Bay News Nine uh, person. What do they call that? Personality community person, hero. community yeah. hero type thing. Because I mean, seriously, you took this upon yourself and you started this charity and uh, started with five guys, five kids, teenagers, and uh, started out going out and doing some fishing and messing around while you were doing your other stuff out there. You know, trying to hunt, trying to fish, trying to get good at archery, all that kind of stuff. But the last one I saw, you guys were doing a uh, a little fishing get together. Where was it? It was was it up off in Clearwater? It was in Clearwater, um, wetlines actually took care of us with that one. Yeah, and that one there. And uh, I mean, how many kids were at that one? Seriously, yeah, we had sixty five kids at that event. Sixty five. You start with five, and you got sixty five. And now, when I say sixty five, I'm not talking about just sixty five kids that just showed up because you know they were invited. These are sixty five kids who have. Uh, Agreed to your rules and the way, if you're going to be involved in this, that you have to bring up some grades in school, yes, do a little bit better, 
go out and have a good time and you'll be a part of everything and have fun and you'll get to do stuff that you've never imagined that you'll ever get to do. Yeah. And that's the good thing. And, and I don't care. Watching those kids, and we talk about this all the time, it doesn't matter if they're catching catfish, lizard fish, pinfish, stingrays. It doesn't matter. As long as it's on the end of a line and they're reeling it in, it's the greatest thing they've ever done. And the cool thing about that day was we had a uh, great captain buddy of mine. I don't know if you guys see names on the show or not, but he uh, brought his boat out and gave kids free boat rides. So yeah, who, who was that? Which captain? Jason Azaraz from oh, yeah? um, Sea Chasing Charters. He's a new local guy. He just does it on the side. Right. Um, he brought his boat out, his own time, his own money, and donated trips to kids. And you've seen so many kids from like South St. Pete, from Tampa. Who probably never stepped foot on a boat. never been on the water. And they loved it. And that's my thing, too, is we are surrounded by water, and we have kids in our own community that's never been on the water. On the water at all, ever. Or, or near it, and, you know, yeah. in some cases. I mean, they don't even have the opportunity uh, you know, to, to, ha- to have this in front of them. You know? And being that you know, you've given these kids an opportunity to, to better themselves uh, you know, for a goal, for, the, for themselves, yeah. Uh, it is an amazing thing, you know. They don't real. I'm sure they don't realize that you're actually helping them out in the long run. Yeah, it's a sneaky way of a getting them to way. learn. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's kind of like that whole thing. Like if you eat all your vegetables, uh, you know, maybe I'll slip you a little dessert or something. But uh, the things that these kids are getting to do, I know you went out and. Uh, Participated in the bow fishing dealio, the teen yeah. challenge with uh, Twisted Limbs. Love and, those guys. And, Love uh, those guys. Yeah, Captain Travis and Vince was there with uh, you know with his Carbon TV crew out there doing that kind of stuff. I'm sorry that the Lopez's showed up and like swept every category, but that kid's been <laughs> shooting a bow since day one. So, yeah. uh, you know, out there <laughs> taking a bunch of kids at night. I know for sure they've never been out at night bow fishing yeah. before. Nah. I mean, I've never been out at night bow yeah, fishing. Yeah, neither have I. I'm talking yeah, right now. If you've never been bow fishing, for one, Captain Travis has an amazing rate. It's very affordable for anybody. Even if you don't get to fish, even if you don't, just the scenery alone is worth it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just at night is a t- it's so It takes you on the bay and the view you have of your own city to whole another level. It, it's oh, yeah. a different world. I know when I was a, a kid growing up here on Riviera Bay, Going out at night with my friends with a Q-beam spotlight hooked up to a battery that Gino had took out of his Pinto, you know, and uh, we're out there with a big giant gig, and you get to see so much stuff at night that you never see yeah. during the day. You, you got cool glare, spots. you got sun, you can't can't see through the water, and you got that two million candle watt, you know, and you're like, dude, where are all these flounder coming from? I've never seen, we've never caught flounder out here before, and it's a good way to... Uh, find where fish are actually yeah. hanging out. There's so many snooking. Right oh, now, my gosh. Snooker everywhere. You're like, where are all these snooker during the day? Snooking rat population is amazing right now. You see it in the water, and you can see the population. Yeah. yeah. If they do any studies on this fish, go at nighttime, because you see so many of them. And, and you'll actually get to learn just how fast mullet can actually swim. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> when you try to shoot at them or throw a gig at them, trust me, uh, all of a sudden they're like, who's firing mullet bullets out here? I mean, these <laughs> things are going by... And, you know, at a million miles an hour. And spotted sea trout, silver trout, I mean, all the stuff that you'll see on the bottom. And at night when they're kind of like half asleep, half awake, they're like, oh, where did that sun come from? And uh, you get to see it all. Yeah, You mentioned gigging, right? I need to go frog gigging. Actually, frog I was gigging? thinking the same yeah, exact thing. I want to get his frog legs for our dinner this week. Oh. And I went to this one store, and he was like, I got frog legs. I go there. 
they're like chicken wings. I'm like, where are these things from? Um, China, Vietnam, or Vietnamese. Yeah, I'm like, no. I'm good, brother. I don't want those. We need no, to go to one of the WMAs that allow it and just go out and get them ourselves. We need to go frog gigging. Oh, it's, man. Uh, if you don't do it on an airboat or you're not in a boat doing it or if you're out walking and doing it, it's a little bit tougher. Well, take us. Uh, <laughs> you don't want you don't want me to. Glenn will tell you about the last time I went frog gigging with him. I I walked off the trail, and all of a sudden, all he saw was two arms sticking up out of a hole. One with a flashlight, <laughs> one, one with a can of Copenhagen to keep it dry. Yeah, it was like I'm walking, and all of a sudden, boom! I went into one of those holes off on the side, and I hit a cypress knee, and I was I was it. I'm done. I'm under. But see, that's small. You have experiences of doing this stuff as a kid, like. I'm born and raised in Tampa. I've never done it. You know what I'm saying? So things like this are experiences that kids need to know. This is fun. We can do this. And yeah. Have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's people like you want to go gigging? Like for real? like yeah, I want. Like I really want to. It like, is yeah. fun, but I will tell you that if you've never done it before, and if you had a new uh, impressionable kid. Uh, sometimes they get kind of freaked out on frog gigging because when you whack one, sometimes you'll get the one where they're like, they'll take their back legs and they're trying to like push the gig out of their body and they're going and they're going and they're going ow yeah ow yeah, you you, you, start, you learn to dispatch them very quickly. You find the nearest cypress knee or the night cypress kind of bang, tree. Bang, bang, kind of, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta Give put them out. I want, I want some for dinner. Honestly, I do too. And yeah. the last time I had frog legs was a big apple buffet. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if those are real. No, they know. were they were frog oh, legs for sure. You should have uh, come out know. to the bees feast. They had bacon wrapped. Uh, oh frog gosh. legs. Uh, my daughter couldn't uh, eat them fast enough. I want to taste the legs. I want to taste like the water it came out of. Like that's what you want for frog. I don't legs. know if I want to taste uh, anything really from Pinellas. So they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're kind of like uh, you know. People say it tastes like uh, chicken, and I always say no. Nah, it tastes water. like it tastes like frog. Yeah. But there's um, it's almost bland. If you don't add yeah. anything yeah. to it, it, there's not a lot of flavor to them. Oh. I mean, seriously, unless but, it's in the batter. Or you saute them in like garlic and butter and and do it that way, um, which is also an experience because those muscles have a chance. Sometimes they kind of yeah, kick they, around in the plate a little, little nervous twitch. In the pan. They, in the, you get a little a uh, little swimming action going on in the pan, so keep it moving so the kids don't freak. Oh, Dad, it's still alive! <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not alive. Trust me. It's just nerves. <laughs> no, man. Honestly, my my favorite recipe when it comes down to uh, frog legs is it means simple. It's it's just a light tempura batter and a chili sauce. Yeah. I mean, it's that just, would be perfect. I mean, you get the crunch, you got the, the you got the meat, and you know, mm. a little little lime and chili. See the way I do it, like a meat like that. I'm gonna have I have enough for. It. I'm gonna do different flavors. I'm gonna do black and orange. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying like you. I want a variety of different tastes for that one. Well, you've got to remember the amount of the amount of cleaning that you have to do to be able to get those different variety of wing, you know, yeah. different frog legs. You know, I mean, no, that, that is true. And you know what, Travis does do. I think he does do frog gigging trips too. He might I have to call him. I think he does. I, I love think that he, man. That'd be cool. But him it's and not, Heather are amazing, man. I'm sorry, but yeah, they get they get enough respect in the community. I don't think those guys are beyond amazing what they do and. Travis, Travis keep you out in the boat till six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. I don't know. I think he's a vampire. I yeah, really do. I like, think, you yeah. know, uh, every time I ever call him, his wife's like, "Well, he just got in this morning at around yeah. seven o'clock, so he's going to nap for a little bit because he's got another charter this evening." So uh, his life is literally a vampire. But he loves it. Like that's some people too. You do something you love, it's not work. He legit, no, that's you know, true. He legit loves every minute of what he does. Absolutely. And you see it with him. You hear it with him. I mean, that's that's that should be a goal in in every person's life is you know not just don't do something just because you think it's 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 the right thing to do. Don't go out there and go get a college degree if that's not exactly what you want to do. Go do what you love. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I love to hunt. I love to fish. I love my kids, and I love to cook. So and you I, suck at all of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I remember the last time we went sporting clay, somebody got smoked, and it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Did you get the rabbit? Yeah. Nice. Wait, where? What was this? Is, are you talking about me? I know you're not talking about me. I mean, I'm the only one that can actually hang with you when it comes down to you know, trap shooting or skeet shooting. You yeah, know but this. see, you know what? I need Carlos to back me up on this because I never take it seriously. I know it's always out there for charity. They always bring in these ringers. You know, you got guys out there with, uh, you know, $3,000 shotguns and seven of them. It's like they have a whole, like it's a golf bag, you know, full of shotguns. They still get beat, though. (laughs) Oh, you're going to. They still get beat, trust me. And you're not going to beat a guy who's got like 36 mulligans sitting in his pocket. You know, I don't buy any mulligans. I go out there and I, you know, I'm messing around with the trap launcher and I'm messing with the kids and, you know, and all of a sudden I'll go pull and they're already halfway gone before I even take my shot, you know, and. Um, and so I go out there to have fun and, uh, these guys go out there and they're, <clears throat> they're serious. They got their, you know, their cart and everything. And I, you know, there's no way you're going to beat those guys. There's no way you get those big heavy hitter teams and, uh, you know, they bring in ringers. They don't work there. <laughs> they don't work there. They don't do nothing about it. Hey, George, uh, that guy, you know, that Olympic guy, you think we could bring him in for a janitor <laughs> for a day? <laughs> you know, that guy. Sure, I could call him. And his cousin's also a silver medalist from the Korea. Yeah, we'll bring him in. Yeah, he'll be our uh, file clerk for the day. Yeah, that way we'll just put him on. The- <laughs> just hired him into the mailroom. Yeah, the two mail guys right here with their $18,000 in shotguns behind us. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do for a living. Well, we'll talk to Jovan more about his deal. I'm telling you. Uh, I, I want you as a listener to be able to help out. You're still taking donations and all that stuff right we, there because I mean you pay for this out of your own pocket. Yeah, we're 100 percent back to the commu- back to the kids. We're that, taking out a penny to our, to the board. That's so. right, man. He doesn't spend it on frog legs, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell you that much. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and the great and wonderful folks out there at G5 Feed and Outdoor. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Dean, Bart, and Jovan in the studio today. And Aaron over behind the glass. She's uh, the pheasant under glass this morning. I heard your song this morning. I got up. I had Q105 on in the bathroom while I was brushing my teeth. And I went, and I heard, oh, here she comes. I went, oh. That's Aaron's song right there. I always get it stuck in my head, too. I walk I down the hallway singing it. Sorry. You're here. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Blame it, blame it on QY. Uh, blame it on Q105's rotation. Blame it on Hollow Notes. Everybody does anyways. Yeah. <laughs> That's Karen Rossi's fault. You call him and say, hey, look, you need to change up your rotation where Braden doesn't hear uh, Hollow Notes at 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So anyway, uh, we were talking to Jovan. Of course, he's the head, uh, head honcho at the Cloud Nine Outdoors. Uh, charity. It's a charity that gets uh, youth out in the uh, woods, water, and plants, and out in the great outdoors in the state of Florida, which I don't think the uh, the kids these days seem to utilize very much. I mean, our listeners do. You know, they all got kids, and whatever they do, they drag them out there and do it no matter what. If it's just for a day out on the range shooting twenty twos, or uh, you know, out there, I'm sure there's plenty of them out there turkey hunting this morning, uh, out there getting it done and. So those kids, you know, they're used to it, and uh, it's kind of like growing up next to the beach. After a while, you're kind of like, eh, yeah, it's the beach. Yeah, I'm tired of skimboarding, uh, you know, whatever. But if you've never done it before in your life, <clears throat> what I love about Jovan is he's doing a lot of these experiences uh, with these kids 
sometimes for the first time yourself. I mean, uh, the boat fishing dealio at night, um, you've never done that before until no. you did it. And yeah. so you're kind of like, you're just as, as much all and wow as they are while you're there. So they see that enthusiasm in you. You're like, man, this is the first time you ever done it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here just like you are, man. I'm, I'm out here whacking and stacking just like you are, man. So I, I think it adds even more incentive, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Now, but for you, we talked before the break that, you know, this is an out-of-pocket charity that you do. Yeah. This is something that you've always wanted to do. And uh, if people wanted to actually donate or be involved, how do they get a hold of you? I mean, I know you're on Facebook, but do yeah, you have we're, a- on, we're on Facebook at Cloud9Outdoors. Nine is spelled out. Um, my website is Cloud9Outdoors.org. Um, Instagram, same thing. My number's there. The donation button's there. We 100% goes back to the youth. We don't take a penny for ourselves. We've been doing it for four years. People yeah. have the same thing. Like, why do you do this without getting paid? You can take 10% from the state of Florida. I'm like, I was a kid growing up. I'm set right now with my wife, my kid. Just for other people to get the same thing we have and then get into our community and our sport. So yeah. You know what, though? And we've always said that. If, if you don't bring those that are coming up behind you, uh, bring them up where you are or at least get them interested in it, then you're going to lose it. Yeah. Because if the kids don't want to do it, if it's something that they are not interested in, then it's going to go away. I mean, they're going to be future voters. They're going to be future licensed buyers. They're going to be future uh, guys who go out, out of state and go do other adventures. Um, after they're done with the state of Florida, they may want to move on and go, uh, you know, shoot a Rio in Texas or go get a bighorn sheep in Colorado. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, or, or just travel and go see Buffalo roaming around out in Colorado. It doesn't matter as long as they're out and they're out and doing it. And you that's, know what actually, I mean? that's a big problem right now in Florida is we're not retaining our license. So, like, a lot of guys are not buying licenses anymore because that generation's changing. Right. So well, but, you know, what you we get, don't realize is we don't get these licenses for these kids and they get interested in the sport. We might lose a lot of our rights, like you said. Or Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. Well, we, you know, when the governor uh, back, uh, the old governor elect, I hope that uh, DeSantis will do the same thing when he gets in there is when he dropped the lifetime uh, cost of a lifetime license. So many people out went out and bought them for their kids because if you buy them when you're the younger you get it, the cheaper it is. So, you know, you go out there and you pay. You know, it's four hundred thirty-four. Yeah. Think, yeah, it's less kids. than five hundred bucks for a kid under eight or something mm-hmm. like that. And dude, if that can cover them for a lifetime, then that gives them a lifetime. Even if they don't want to do it, they always have the opportunity to do mm-hmm. it. You know it's, what I'm saying? It's usually so, around Christmas time to do that. I want it for, yeah. for adults. I want. Hey, can I get mine real quick? <laughs> you know, a thousand dollars for me to get my lifetime. Oh yeah, I think it's you know. like uh, twelve, fifteen hundred bucks for me to get mine. You know, and mm-hmm. you're like, man, that's a that's but a lot. See, to for throw you, up. and it's not to get your age back. Like, for you, it's not worth it because by the time you age out, you already lost that money. If you're under like thirty two, it's worth it to get it because by the time you do everything you do, if you do birds and gators and turkey and deer, you saving money. Yeah, that's true. You know, well, I always looked at it this way. I, I'm one of those people who, even if I didn't even hunt for the entire year, I'd always buy a hunting license anyway. Yeah. Or I buy a sportsman's gold, and I always donate, you know, an extra few bucks uh, for the uh, FWC for their youth programs, you know, for the youth fishing derbies and things like that, and all those fishing poles ain't free. So, you know, uh, for them to go and show up with a trailer full of rods and reels and worms and everything to just hand out to kids for free to go do use for the day. If it costs me an extra 10 bucks to be able to do that, big, big deal. You know, it's not that big of a deal. So that's the only reason... People have asked me, they said, why don't you just buy the lifetime license? And I said, well, because I actually think that I donate more in the long run uh, when I buy my license every year than I do if I just did a blanket thing and never did it before again. And I know that there are 
a certain age where you get up to a certain age where you don't even have to have a license anymore. Yeah. But I still know people who, even though they're not required to buy a license, they still do anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you're, you're and, funding you're funding vital exactly. programs with the state of Florida through that through, through that through that license purchase. Somebody's got to pay Officer Nick's uh, you know mortgage. And, and honestly, I'd, I'd rather have my license and be able to go. Here you go, but you don't need this, sir. But I have it. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, yeah, I got my hard card right here, buddy. Take a look at it. Honestly, do what you I gotta just do. have everything on my phone. I don't even have. Never had a card or anything. I used to keep the little receipt you would get at Walmart when you go there to do it. Oh yeah. Now I just now I just pull up the FWC um, app and it's all right there. I understand that's a good thing, but you know when you think about uh, how many times you've uh, as looking at your phone now, it's almost destroyed. Uh, I have a replacement on the way. Sooner or later, it's probably going to end up in the drink somewhere, and you may not find it again. It's, 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 everything is everything is. They have it in their date, uh, their database. Like they I can understand pull it that. up. I understand that if you if you give them the correct information, but you're not going to believe how many times I've been out in the woods with Glenn Kinman trying to find his cell phone. You know, because he's been out hunting, he's been still hunting, he's been walking. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, I walked from here to there, and and I'm I'm walking through the woods calling his phone. He's like, well, I got it on silence, so I can help. I go, well, at least listen for the vibrate in the leaves or whatever. <laughs> I think Glenn has literally lost about seven phones out in the woods, seriously, that if they'll never come back. So to have all your information on a phone, I like to have it in my oh, wallet. They, they have. I, they I like have. it right here. They I mean, I agree. Ways I, that they can get that it. Camel yeah, case but I mean, too. Yeah, but you, you don't ever make don't ever buy a camo case for your phone if you're an outdoorsman. <laughs> nope. It should be it, it should be bright orange. And yep. of course, I got a camo wallet, so it doesn't really help me my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, but I mean, you got to think of it this way. I mean, would you want to? Would you want the 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 interaction with with said FWC officer to be quick and painless, or would you want to prolong that by having that individual have to look up your information? I mean, I'd rather be like, here you go, here's everything right here. What am I missing? Here's my heart card yeah. thanks for coming by i mean because like you said you know all it takes is you dropping that thing and, and water and electricity and water don't mix man i mean that's and then you got some nice fish on the boat and then you come back in <laughs> yeah. and I mean, enjoy, looking yeah. at I your mean, phone man that's what that's an iphone three yeah four? yeah, yeah exactly. that, that, i mean that's not waterproof but you all know the what new the, ones are my, this thing works. even though it's broken it's still waterproof Oh really? Let's what go check it out. What a resistance, sir. So what a resistance. Here, let's see. Give me that well, yeti. Under a certain amount of feet, Five just feet like a watch. Thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a cool thing would be too. Talking about licenses, like you know, NRA members, you can do your lifetime license and pay quarterly or whatever. It's true. FWC, we can't do that without license. So if you did lifetime, they made a program where you can do lifetime license and pay it over. X over a lifetime, time. you know, in, in, in general sense, you know, yeah. if you will. Like if you like, if you pay it quarterly, you know what I'm saying, you, yeah, or a couple of years. Like NRA, you do it quarterly. You can take the money out. That might keep hunters too more interested in buying those licenses and getting that money coming back and forth because a thousand dollars at one time is a lot of money for a lot of people. It oh, yeah. is, it is, you know. and and uh, that's also a good way if you were going to do it with a kid. If I mean, four hundred bucks doesn't sound like much, but you know, it is as we know as adults and parents. Uh, you know, we always think of it as in uh, in goods. I always look at four hundred bucks and go, well, that's probably about uh, three four months worth of diapers or. Yeah. You know, five tanks of gas. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, I need that money at the time. But if you could spare twenty five bucks and like a layaway plan kind of thing, and say, you know, I want this to go towards my child's lifetime license, and the next thing you know, it's paid off. If it's locked in at that price, you know, it doesn't go up as they get older. Uh, that would be a good idea. I'm gonna start that starting today. I'm gonna go to FWC, start the whole thing, try to get that going for us. 
outdoors man. Well, you got to get Bill George involved because they fear him when he walks into those uh, committee meetings. <laughs> Bill George, I'm contact you this week. They're like, uh, oh god, here comes that guy in Hawaiian shirt again. Uh, here he is. Oh, it's Bill George. You don't know Bill? Oh, you will. And here he comes. Uh, and he's done some great things. He's got some changes done. He's the one uh, that really spearheaded the uh, the turkey changes for the uh, for being able for shooting times and all that stuff. I mean, uh, when he pointed out and you kind of do it in a in a common sense kind of thing, they kind of look at it and go, "Well, you know, that does make sense." And I think that these days the FWC is a little more uh, embracing when it comes to ideas like that. And I think that the antler restrictions and some of the things they've done with deer and uh, they've kind of listened and and they're open to it now. If they'll only jump back on the bear bandwagon, we'll be all set. Yeah, I agree. I mean, these bears definitely need to be. Uh, Yogi needs to be put in check. <laughs> well, I know that uh, Dean, uh, you had a you had a bear story that uh, you yeah, read I, this I, past I, week. What, I, what was that I on about? I think it's. I think it was in Canada. I don't think it was here, but uh, yeah, there was a couple guys who apparently killed um, a mother and a couple cubs, and uh, yeah. I, the comments I saw it on a Facebook post. The comments were pretty uh, normal for Pre- people who don't like hunting. Well, pretty brutal, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. They're going to be, but you know, they probably didn't get to the uh, you know because they had their small kids and they were trying to protect their families somewhere way down, down deep in the story. I I, I didn't read that much, but I'm it, saying if it was yeah. there, it would be way down probably deep down in the story. Yeah, oh, yeah. got to get that sensational headline first. Hunters kill Sal and Cubs. You know that's that's all. You know that's all they're going to read is the headline yeah. and go. Oh, you, I hope you rot in the picture on it had a caption of these two guys standing there, and it says "Cubs screaming." Oh, on the there picture you see. Caption. What did I yeah. say? Yeah, that's perfect. All right, we got to take a real quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and our good friends out there at Brandon Ford. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're in the studio today. Uh, next weekend, I think we'll be out at the uh, Tenor Rock uh, Kids Fishing Derby going on out there. Uh, the information, by the way, is up on our Facebook page if you'd like to uh, go and participate. Uh, we invite you to go do that as a little warm-up so uh, you can get ready for the Panfish Challenge coming up in June. Uh, which we'll be doing up at Panavista Lodge up at Lake Panasofsky. Jovan, you're more than welcome to bring about 9,000 kids up there if you want. <laughs> Send them out there and put them on there. If you've never been up there before, uh, it's a big, giant, beautiful, huge, grass-bottomed bathtub. The water is crystal clear. It is gorgeous. It is so much fun. And uh, now that Mr. Jim Veal has put the uh, fish feeder down on the end of the dock, apparently, uh, like, every bluegill in the lake is, like, hanging out there at the dock. So even if you don't even leave the dock as my kids, I never even get them out on the boat because they're out there having so much fun with a can of Spam or a chunk of cheese or some salami or whatever out there. Just, you know, boom, 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 catching fish all day long. And it doesn't matter if it's three inches long or it's a big giant one pounder or whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, like I said before, as long as they're catching, they're they're having fun. And it's a great, beautiful place up there at Panta Vista where you can just kind of turn the kids loose. All you got to worry about is maybe a couple of fire ant bites, and that's about it. I mean, there's no gators around there hanging out, or there's so much boat activity and so much human activity there. They're, you know, they're out of there. They're not even around there. 
lots of woods, great, beautiful, million-year-old oak trees out there. You're under the shade. It's 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 just a beautiful place. Uh, it's like old Florida original. I think it's been there since the 1940s. Yeah, and and uh, uh, the and uh, the. Uh, the whole thing is just, it's a beautiful place, quiet, you know, no planes flying over, no traffic noise, no nothing. It's just, you know, nice. And you can actually hear birds and things out there. You know, it's it's a great place. And it's not that far away. It's an hour away north of, of Tampa. It, and, and, and nobody knows where it is. Yeah, Seriously. I'm actually really excited this year uh, to be able to go up there and do this the the challenge. Uh, my daughter, uh, not the hugest fisher fisher girl, but whenever the fish are biting, she's on it. Yeah, and uh, as my, all kids are, yeah. you know, they'll get if they're not catching, they're going to be bored. They're oh, going to yeah. be bored. And they're going to go want to do something else. I always see my kids will be back. Dad, can we go fishing? Sure. And then they come back. Dad, can we go play with the other kids? Yeah, go ahead. Dad, can we go back and go fishing? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can we go go over the road? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's it's basically back and forth all day. I mean, and what better place to be able to allow your kids to go be kids than the great outdoors? See know? what you guys had to look forward to now that you got your little ninos running around or not running around yet. They're oh man, he's a, the, he's uh, almost there. He's standing himself up by himself. So yeah, he'll but be when walking they're around any minute, but now. they're when they're at that stage, you can't just oh, turn yeah. them loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because nope. that's when all of a sudden there's a uh, loud screaming or, uh, you know, where, where, where'd he go? Where'd, now that, the I thought house you were get, watching him. <laughs> <laughs> the house gets really quiet. I mean, I, I get that way whenever um, the wife goes to the grocery store and I'm on I'm on kid duty. I'm just, all of a sudden, he just for 30 seconds, is total silence. And I'm like, where, instantaneously where? getting up and running. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> we're just playing. Where are they? It's getting awful quiet. I remember uh, one of the great adventures out in the woods. I think it was Barrett's first run in. This is where we, we knew that... Uh, a, he was not allergic to fire ants because we were out at a wedding <laughs> and uh, saw this big dirt pile and went, oh, it's something to play in. Went over there and went like, la, 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 put his hands in there. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, did the little thing where kids do and they kind of bring their hands up and they look at it and they go. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I can <laughs> It starts really small and it gets really, really, really loud. And you're over there, you know, knocking off the ants. It's like, ah. And uh, he only got bit like six times. And so, you know, he learned his lesson right then and there. And then the next time we were out in the adventure, the bump into the palmetto palm frond and oh, the, the little, paper wasps, the little yellow, little tiny yellow jackets yeah. that came out. And then, uh, they lit him up pretty good. And uh, then we found out he wasn't allergic to wasps. So <laughs> you got to find these things out. You can't figure it all out through these medical tests. They no, don't know everything. No. And then, of course, you watch them for the whole day. Okay, he's not swelling up. He can still swallow. Everything's good. It's been three hours. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. he'll be fine. Don't I, worry I about thought it. about the other day. I was eating peanuts, and uh, I'm sitting there, and then Colton keeps on coming up to me and, like, grabbing the shells and everything, and I'm just, like, trying to hold him to the side, and I'm like, oh, if he was allergic to peanuts, he probably would be having issues right now. Yeah, so you've learned <laughs> something. See, it's all good. Well, you know, not really this so much this year, but next year, you know, you can bring them out and, you know, take them off the chain and, you know, just stay behind oh, yeah. them and, oh, and run around. Oh, it'll be great. I'm excited for it. And at the same time, I mean, he's already like, you, you, you have to hold on to him at all times because he just books it across the bed and tries to go after the dog. And I mean, he'll just go right off the edge. Watch this, Dad. I'm going to do a gainer. No! <laughs> I think that's, the hardest, that's the hardest part of being a father's like. We have boys, and we both hunt and fish. I'm like, I want him to be... Oh, yeah. You know, so you don't push him too much. You want to have him a chance to do something, but... You know, I I, that time when he does a fishing pole in his hand and a bow, and I'm like, oh. I, I, I will say this. Uh, be be very careful not to overload the kid exactly. on his first experience. Yeah. Um, I, 
Yeah, I, I took my son fishing for the first time, and I went out, I was tossing a frog around some lily pads. First cast, boom, five pound bass. He freaks out, fish, fish. So in, <laughs> now I have to keep all the fishing rods in the closet. I have to keep them hidden. He knows where they are. He goes over. And he's like fishing rod, fishing. He's all about it. He's all about yeah. fishing, but he he doesn't understand the aspect of it. He gets there and he turns it into you know a, a, a bat. I mean, he's whipping yeah. it around. <laughs> turns into swords. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're whipping a, a lizard trying so to kill I had, a lizard. He, he's yeah, got his own specific half, you know, a breakdown rod, you know, two piece rod that I took the top half off of, and yeah. he's like fishing rod. I'm like, here you go, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing too. You have to be very careful not to overload them and give them every chance to like it. Yeah, and not push yeah. it on them because I'm worried. Like my, my wife's like, what if you like fishing? What if you like hunting? I'm like, don't say that. <laughs> you know what? I, well, a, a great piece of advice that I learned a long time ago from an old Cajun guy that yeah. uh, he sang out with my dad was, don't take a kid fishing till he asks to go fishing. And and then if if you take them the first you know five times and it's raining, it's cold, it's miserable. There's nothing to eat. They're yeah. bored, and then all of a sudden it's ingrained in them that they don't want any part of it. Yeah. Now some of those kids. They still look for the adventure of it to be able to go do it if you have some great times. It's one thing. But uh, sometimes denying them to go makes them want to go even more. Yeah. But yeah. the only thing is, is that, and you can go to any website, you can Google, take a kid fishing or anything else like that, and they'll give you, you know, 8,000 pages of advice. You know, make sure you have. Um, I hate the fact that nowadays they include, and if all else fails, let them bring their games. Oh no! And you know it's oh. like no, and uh, and uh, you know you know make sure you have enough snacks, make sure you have something to drink, make sure you got uh, you know a soda or something that's kind of sweet that'll keep them you know kind of up and elevated a little bit when they start getting a little tired. If they get tired, don't get mad at them if they crawl underneath the uh, settee of the boat and fall asleep. You know, things like that where you can't go, hey, man, we're fishing. Get up. Get off your butt. You know, and then it makes it unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, you know, my kids, uh, the first time we ever went up to Panta Vista, we, uh, I rented a pontoon boat. We went out for the day. And uh, when they start getting miserable, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, it's not about you out there catching fish. That you That's have right. to, like, you have to know the cutoff. And we get out there. Of course, my daughter immediately crawls up on one of the benches and... She's out. Well, me and B are up front. We're catching. We're not really catching very much. And then all of a sudden, everything changed when he catched this big slab side crappie. And once he caught that, then it was game on. Then he didn't want to go anywhere. He wanted to stay there. Then after about an hour of not catching anything, it was, Dad, are we getting ready to go in? I was like, you know what? Yeah, we are. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead. You know, I could have stayed all day. Yeah. I'm not going to give up. But, you know, for a little kid, it's one of those things where you got to go, you know, yeah, you know, you're right. Let's go back and eat some lunch. And then we'll decide if we want to come back out later this afternoon. I think that's a big thing, too, is like not doing a long trip. Like, I, we have ponds by our house and stuff. I think I might do like a good 30 minutes and then yeah. back. I mean, slowly. Yeah. But we know, like, we are in the outdoors so much, we kind of know that. And like I said, I just hope he. <laughs> you, you, yeah. gotta, you just got to key. You can't make it miserable. No. And, and you can't make it uh, a mandatory thing and be demanding. And then, because I'm telling you, man, you know how kids are, especially when they start getting in that pre teeny, you know, pre teen kind of thing, uh, you know, then they start fighting back. And they're like, well, I really don't want to go out. It was boring last time. And you're like, what? We had a great time. I had a great Which, The way you see it. And the way they see it are two different things. It's the same thing with uh, baseball. I'm a big, big baseball fan, and I want him to be. I want him to play uh, eventually. But at the same time, it's like (laughs) my wife has teased me a bunch of times, and is like, "Man, what if he? What if he likes ballet? 
Just like, oh, what position is he going to play in baseball? Your son is too big. To <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. First <laughs> base, third yeah. base, First pitcher. Base. Yeah. Anybody fielder? Oh, yeah. I want him to be in some football or something, man. That's, I'm already looking that way with mine. <laughs> no, too many head injuries. I'm. Uh, well, it's uh, actually, no. ultimately, it's, I know it's out of your hands because ultimately you signed the contract. It's my decision. Your I already, decision. I already got athletic rights to your kid. I already signed you signed that off at Barracuda. Oh, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yes, you do. I have no didn't idea read the what you're talking print. about. We didn't read the fine print. We didn't print. sign any contract. No, we did. We didn't. You did. So your wife is out of it. This is a contract between me, you, and your kid. You don't know his wife yet, do you? <laughs> There'll be a death in the family soon, Bart. So uh, get ready, prepare. All right, we're going to take a quick break for the top of the hour. Stay with us. Hour number three is right around the corner and it goes by fast. So stay with us. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford.